Flyway Connections is brought to you by The Real Decoy. If you're looking to make your decoy spread come alive, check out the products. From the Roughneck and Natural Swimmer with the Max Flow Keel Design for optimal speed and battery life. To their Natural Flutter Extreme Mod 1, featuring their new proprietary Tsunami Wave technology that gives your decoy spread natural water movement. If you're the hardcore waterfowler looking for hardcore motions, look up the Real Decoy products at realdecoy.com. Use promo code FWC22 for 15% off of your next purchase. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. My name is Chris, and like always, I'm with my two uh, buds and hosts, Joe and Sharp. Joe, you want to talk about our show today? Hey, so how are you all doing today? So today what we're going to be talking about is making that decoy spread come alive with motion, adding, taking away what all of our game plan when it comes up to that opening day, that early morning uh, hunt of adding motion to our decoys. Now, when we talk about motion, we're going to kind of go over all diff- different aspects of motion. We're going to go over good motion, bad motion, and just the whole whole spiel, you know, what we think gives you motion in your spread. So uh, what do you guys want to start with? Yeah. You start with well, spin? I guess before we start, well, uh, just so the listeners can kind of, uh, while we're starting this, is kind of give them an outlook. So well, also at the end of this, we're going to talk about like terrain-based motion. Um, kind of like, uh, like Sharp was saying, good motion, bad motion, uh, what our dislikes and our likes are. So legal motion, because like we yeah. said, states, you, oh, yeah. do- states yeah. you can use motion. So, and I think, uh, I'm going to lean on Sharp and, um, Joe more on this cause they've, they've, they've hunted in more states than I have, but, um, kind of get their experiences on, um, some of these motion decoys that they can't use, but. There is a wind wind driven decoys making you so trying to kind of see what the their input on it is. Um man, let let let's just start from the ground up. We'll start with the the popular one, the spinning wing. Yeah. Um and we'll go Joe. So as far as the spinning wing, um just so we can kind of give an example on the description to uh we're not trying to insult anybody's intelligence, but Basically, all it is is a duck with a motorized uh, wing that you plug in and, spin, and it spins. Uh, yeah, it's usually an RC battery type. Yeah. Uh, motor. Now, um, when people talk about spinning wings, is you know, there's definitely a bunch of brands of different spinning wings, and there's a kind of a different, you know, now you know, at first when it came out, the spinning wings. That means Sharp knew about back in the day where, you know, the, the flying ones. But now they have, like, on-the-water spinning wings. Um, they have floating ones. Spinning wings. Floating ones. Um, the Flock of Flickers from Mojo, which I really like. Those are probably one of my favorite Mojo products, and I think they're probably one of the under most underrated products that uh, Mojo has. Um, so to me, a spinning wing decoy – Gives the illusion of of ducks sitting on the water with that wing flash. And you're, you know, you've seen them. You've, you know, if you guys, 
they'll come up and they'll do a little wing, you know, they'll they'll do the wing pops and everything. Do a little preening, clean themselves. Yeah, they'll preen, you know, and do the wing pops and stuff like that. Um, and even when they're coming down, the most the most you know, the more popular one is you know, the mojos or the or the lucky ducks spinning on the poles where it kind of looks like they're landing. Um, and sometimes you know, when ducks are working, they kind of look like a duck's breaking off and landing. But I think those at a distance still look, you know, when we're talking about a mile off, 500, 600 meters off, at a distance I mean, and an angle, they still look like ducks on the water. Yeah, because your average duck can see, what, is it eight miles or something like that? Okay. So uh, I was watching a, an episode on another podcast with the guys of Mojo, and they were saying that a duck could see a spinning wing decoy eight miles away in the sky. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I, I thought. Um, so this is we'll, we'll get kind of get into it. Um, when when it comes to the spinning wing, and I'm gonna kind of be like the opposite on it, just just because of how I feel about it. Um, I feel for myself, and it's just I think it's anything. It's any any spread you got any motion you have in the water it's all uh duck base it's what they're they're gonna like for that uh period but i would say during teal season to me i mean would y'all agree that till till love that spinning wing motion Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I, yeah i think i think they see it as safety uh it's the yeah. first it's the first duck that you know that migrates down and I think they see that motion and that spinning wing, that flashing as safety. It's kind of like a beacon, you know, hey, we're here, we're moving. We like it. It's safe. You know, come join friends. Now, if y'all remember when we did the or we did a podcast with, uh, I guess, can I can I reveal it? Who who we got coming on our next? That yeah, one? yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so yeah, because this was this is gonna come out after. Yeah, so we did another one with uh, Hayden Richard, and me and Joe and him got into a little bit more uh, teal talk, you know. And uh, he was saying big, he's running a large, large number of spinning wings, and he said he started to see an increase of large groups of birds starting to work his spread more and like joe was saying those smaller birds when they're coming down like that they're looking for safety in numbers i guess not even just smaller birds all birds when they see a big flock i mean safe like that's kind of one of their survival tactics is safety yeah. enough so when they see that it looks like hey we got a bunch of birds landing getting up getting back down let's go check out and see what's down there so um i guess teal is definitely like one of the applications I'd say with spinning wings where you want it out open and they can see pretty much all the spinning yeah. wing. Because I guess let's break it down to the different applications now of how you use spinning wings. Cause like sometimes we'll use them when they're in the wide open. And then sometimes we like to put them behind cover so that all you see is just the flash and not the full decoy. Yeah. I will. I, I do that later in the season. Yes. Uh, yep. It goes down late in the season, especially when I'm hunting timber for the wood ducks, mallards, gallows, and timber. I kind of put them in the buck brush, kind of tucked in where I know that all they're seeing is that flash. Um, now, you, we started with teal season. I hunt down here a lot in the marsh of southwest Louisiana, the hackberry, 
the Creole, um, and out here in the Lagasin area, we have a lot of coffee grass, the tall, tall reeds. So I, on during teal season, I'm hunting that part of the marsh. I'm always using my five foot extenders. I'll, I'll usually run three spinning wing decoys. You know, I know they make teal decoys, spinning wings. For me, early teal, I ha- I mean, I use a, a mallard drake, a mallard hen, and a wood duck one. And I put them on the high. Five, each one has a five-foot extender. And um, I let them go the whole time. I don't pause them. I don't have anything. I mean, I have a remote remote control, but I turn them on, and they just go the whole time, and they're going to continue to spin. When I'm in the rice fields, I'll take them down. I'll take the five foot extenders down and have them on the three feet, you know, where they're about a foot off the water. But a lot of part, you know, time we're talking about the early the early teal season is put them where you know you can see them. Remember, those birds are skimming the the coffee grass. So if you have them below that, they're not going to be able to see them at 500 yards out, 600 yards out, a mile out. Put them up above that coffee grass, above that grass line on, on extenders. So when they're a mile out, 800 meters out, um, you know, 400 meters out, a quarter mile out, they could see them and get drawn to them. Another thing I guess I want to talk about is you brought it up, remotes. So Teal is about the only time I like to run up Mojo without a remote, and I'll just run a straight battery-operated one. Um, I'm not worried about it flaring birds because we're hunting early birds. Now, for me, just the region I hunt, I I won't hunt one with just battery-operated unless it's you know tucked in some buck brush like good like rice fields. I don't personally. I really don't like running them on rice fields unless you're running a big, big refuge spread where you're like really looking like you're a big group of birds out there. If you're running like a, you know, if you're only running ten dozen decoys or something like that, I don't, I don't like running them. You know, if you, I like big looking like a big spread. I think that's when it adds your realism. But I think with that spinning now, when you're saying that, uh, not mean to cut you off because you know when you get a spinning wing now, five ten years ago, spinning wing was at a small genre of um, a decoy, right? It was yeah. the, you know on the four foot poles, you know, kind of has an imitation of it landing. Now, fast forward to the 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 sitting spinning wing decoys. Um, and the flock of flickers, and even the you know, the your traditional spinning wing. Um, uh, we both hunt rice fields a lot now. Do you not hunt them on the rice field because you only got spinning wing gives it, or do you not hunt them on those rice fields because you don't like them off the water that high? Because what, what, if, what if we sat them lower on the water, or maybe like see, a floater, a floating so spinning wing, like on I, the water? I'll 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 run them. Um, it all depends on my application, and a lot of it has to do with weather too. So, on rice fields, we like blue blue sky days. Cloudy yeah. um, days, it gives you a bad. Re- you can get reflection and stuff like that. Birds are going to work better. Um, and I just don't. I've had um flare off of it so many times, and uh, there's so many times of me pulling decoys, and it could just be the pressure in my area. So that's another thing too with spinning wings. It's yeah. your. It, it's a region based thing. 
Yeah. Because pressure wise, like, and the guys up north hunting dry fields, like it's a, it's a mallard magnet. Like, it's they, a lot of, by far spinning wings have changed dry field hunting. Oh yeah. Oh for, yeah. Know, for the better. Oh, I mean, it oh. definitely has changed the game of the, of the dry field. Like that's a, that's the application where I'd say like you can run a low, a small number of like actual decoys and then put your motion spinners in there and it's going to look yeah. good. Whereas I, I just don't like doing it on the rice field. I just think they see it so much. There's just so many of them out there and they just yeah. fly over, over so, and over. Uh, definitely on the rice fields, I tried to, and even like the sheet water marsh, I try to change the level of them. So I, I'll take the center pull out and I'll have, and I'll bury that pull where it's almost, you know, an inch off the water spinning. Um, and I, to me, I, uh, it, I, it just gives it like, you know, a height difference or, you know, it kind of looks like it's sitting on the water, preling, you know, popping them wings. So, um, so we, we, we said, all right, we, we talked about them in the rice field. Let's talk about them in, let's say, flooded timber. Uh, well, how does that work for y'all? So, so I, I know I talked to Joe a little bit about this, Sharp. I don't we haven't talked talked about this but uh flooded timber or even uh marshy water muddy water you know i wouldn't say marsh it's more like muddy water the the end the end the, the uh, the end of the big lake yeah the end of yeah, the, the big back lake, water, backwater yeah, all right so, so backwater um, cypress loose teal season it was great joe i showed you the green the the, the green wings that came in on them they loved it i i, I even had a a drake uh greenhead come in on it um and it got me excited, but once big duck season, like real big duck season came, it, it flared a lot of them away. But anyways, we'll go into the flooded, the flooded timber and we'll get into like that backwater muddy. So how, how do you, how do y'all feel about it there? You know, with wood ducks and, um, so, these du- yeah, I think it's time of the season, kind of like me and Sharp were talking about and it's placement. I don't. I don't ever completely pull my spinning wing decoys. I'm not one of those guys who says, hey, let's completely pull them. I run mine on remote remotes, and if I don't want them, I turn them off. In the, in, but I'm going to put them out there. Um, early season, um, I put them in the middle of the hole, and then the timber hole. And then as the season goes, they get closer to the edges. They get closer to where... They're more mask where you really can't see that decoy. You're just seeing a flicker and maybe a white belly of a decoy or a gray back of the, of that spinning wing or just that flicker. So just give them the illusion of, I mean, you see the spinning, you so you see movement, but where all that masking is giving the illusion of a duck being in the backwater, actually moving on the water you know, you know uh, me and sharp talked about you know there's actual movement and then there's illusion of movement that we we hit these birds with so and you kind of jumped into this earlier too and i like it too because um that's something i do like is levels of the spinning wing so you can up high down low when you're using levels because i have a floating spinning wing that basically that's basically on the water okay yeah. And then I have the the two uh the other spinning wings that I run that I don't have extenders from. I know you gave me some last time I came. So yeah. now I'm able to extend uh a couple of my spinning wings. But um are you and 
this is gonna go to you too, Sharp. Uh, when y'all are hunting, are y'all are y'all using different levels? Kind of like uh, AT&T raising the bar or whatever. Y'all using different levels, or is it you know we're gonna stay at this high level and we're gonna see what the ducks are gonna do? Or I mean, how y'all adjusting it? Uh, I'll take let Sharp start. We start with this one. So. I'm usually not for my where I hunt most of the time in Arkansas. I'm not, and so on public, you you know you can't use, you can't use it. Um, where we're hunting, I don't really like to use them. Um, we'll use them so we'll, early sometimes. All right, my bad. So we'll say in flooded timber. Let's let's kind of stay there in that area because yeah, well, flooded yeah, timber, yeah. you could yeah. Yeah, well, in, in Arkansas, he can't use MMA is you can't run. You can't unless run. Yeah. Well, let, let's say where you can use them. All right. Let's say in an area where you can use them. Just so, so I'm kind of for I'm the sake of the conversation. Low. I'm going low, kind of like what Joe said. Um, if you can early, if the birds are seeing like they're not very pressured, you're getting new push of birds, put it where you want to where you want to finish them in your hole. Let them land on it. Then if the birds are acting a little funny, you know, like he said, move them over to the sides. I have a this one hole that I've hunt it's a cypress slough and right in the middle of it where it's kind of shallow there's a there's like a brush coming up and depending on way the wind is what i'll do is i'll put it on that upwind side of that uh little bush so the ducks can see it every time they're spinning over it right because it's in the middle of the hole but when they actually go on the downside to set up on the hole they're not seeing the whole entire decoy. All they're getting is the flash. And a lot of times by then, if their boots on and like I got them coming by then on that last pass, I'll turn it off and finish them with it not on. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe, before you start, that that's actually so that's that's crazy because and I, granted everybody different regions, whatever. Um, I found where I where I hunt and Joe, we, you, we've done this actually, Joe, in early uh, till season. Uh, you put it, uh, the decoys in front of you about uh, the spinning wings. Uh, what would you say about 15, 15 meters apart, 10 meters? Yeah, apart. 15 meters apart. And they yeah. remember they were finishing right in between them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I kind of took that here. And honestly, that that kind of worked for me instead of putting it in the center because yeah. I would make that pop yeah. in front of us. You so I guess on the teal, they really teal like friends. They, you know, they, they land they, on them. They, they yeah, they're a pack animal. They want to they want to raft up as you know as big as possible. So I'll put them if I'm running through, I put them in a triangle formation and then I kind of fill decoys around with them in between them. Spread them out enough where the birds can light in, because I know they're gonna light in. If I'm hunting out of a panel blinds, a frame, or a um, pit, I have it all centered so all the hunters, you know, we could all converse and put a wall of um, pellets on those so birds. So you'll say, okay, teal, perfect within the middle of the. Uh, I'm my bad on between the spreads or whatever. Yeah, I usually kind of, where you or, want to finish. Where yeah, you, okay. Yeah, so, like, and then big duck finish. Depending on the depending on the season, depending on what they like, depending on the the time, you kind of push them out. Yeah, I'll start them off in the season mm-hmm. in the hole, and then they're gonna let more pressure. They're gonna spread out and they're gonna get tucked in. And just like you're talking about the different levels, for me, you know, Louisiana, I can hunt 
spinning wings in the in the bug in uh, on all anywhere. I mean, it's just legal to hunt them. I can hunt them in the timber. I can hunt them wherever. Uh, and you're talking about you know different levels. I put them at where they are visible, not over visible. Where you know I'm having them. I'm not putting them on five foot extenders in the timber. I'm putting them high enough where they're visible and where they're not sitting. I don't know, sitting in the water and stuff, messing them up. So you know, I might use the the whole four you know four foot pole, or I might take the centerpiece out. And depending on water level, but I'm on when it comes to to that the timber hunting and kind of like the the rice field, I'm putting them high enough where they're visible. Where I know they're visible to the ducks. Or they, if they do, uh, if they fly treetop, they're going to be able to see them. And if you know, if they're in the coffee grass, in the marsh, in the tules, they and, and you know, you, we all seen those, especially teal. They start buzzing real low, grass yeah. to, grass top, where they'll be high enough where they could see them. Um, I don't try to make it over obnoxiously high just to make it high. I want them. I'm trying to make everything look as natural as possible. Yeah. So, so what do you think about the those? Okay, we'll we'll go lower than that. Those uh, those those mojo little the floater spinning wings. The floater, fl- the floater ones, the ones that yeah, spinning yeah. wing on the water. Yeah. Uh, the floater ones. I have one. I know I do with the remote, but yeah. What do you think about those? I like them. I like the and, and I know you, you know. To me, the, I like them the same way I like the flocker flickers. I really like those mojo flocker flickers because I could put them in. I can mix them in with my decoys. Um, I think you don't need to really put those on the edge. They're just kind of giving a little bit of pop and there's no, you know, you're taking away that depth perception away from the duck. Um, Especially when, you know, you integrate those with, you know, different type of motion decoys that we're about to get into. Uh, I think the flock of flickers and the um, spinning wing, the, the little robo, sitting you know spinners usually there are the you know it's a, it's a splasher wing spinning wing kind of combo it you know it's it's giving the uh the relaxed duck uh movement it's giving you know the feeding movement they're popping their wings feeding they're kind of popping purling cleaning themselves the hens kind of you know tucking you know tucking herself picking the bugs off of her the little duck lice off of her um but I think that adds it to me. It makes your spread look bigger, and it makes like there's that little flash from the, those flock of flickers or, or those where it's that little motion flash. It kind of gives a duck like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. They're kind of looking yeah. all over where they can't just key in on one thing. Uh, oh, before yeah, go ahead, my bad. Oh, uh, you want any way on that one, Sharp? Uh, no. I'm- well, before we get off of this, the spinning wing topic, let's talk about the before uh, the power driven, uh, the wind power driven ones. What do y'all think about those before we get into like the flutters, the swimmers, and all that? What do y'all think about the wind power ones? If you got good wind, you're fine. If yeah, you're you good. Wind, yeah. Take, yeah. No. <laughs> that's, um, that's the thing. It's their weather. So, their yeah. Weather uh, so, I think. Let's kind of let's kind of get well, into. Lucky Duck or, came out with one that's on a it's, a it's a pull cord spinner. Okay. Um, and that's cool. Uh, but you got here's my thing. That's good. And I'm a you know here's my you know my thing on motion. Um, 
you need motion, 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 motion. There's a two times a duck, and Sharp can test this. Ducks do, there's two things ducks do before they flare or when they're in danger. They get still and they don't make noise. If you see a duck in the water and it's, it could be making noise, fine. It could be no, not making noise swimming around, fine. And it could be making noise swimming, you're still good. You're, you're real good. But when a duck shuts up and gets still, like decoy statue still, something's going to happen and it's going to flare. It's going to glide because that's what it does with danger. It stops. It's almost like we do in the army. Seals. Stop, look, listen, smell. Stop, looks, oh, snap, I need to get out of Dodge, and they're flaring. Yeah. So you, you're, you're trying to make them comfortable. So if, I mean, go, going back to a jerk cord, a jerk string, old, going back old school, if you, you know, if, if you are in those spots where. So let, let's talk about those spots. Let's talk about the states like that that don't use that. So from uh, our knowledge base, we know Arkansas for sure. Uh, what was it, Washington? Washington. Not just uh, WMAs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, know, I, and, I, and I think, and obviously, we're not like experts on the, the uh, I guess the uh, the game rules. So always state, check so. your always yeah. check your yeah. local rules and regulations. Yeah, because I will say, if you're getting into waterfowl, uh, find out we're first if you can even use yeah. motion or battery operated. Yeah. Decoys. So what I'm gonna tell people is, you know, you know your state, you know what you can and cannot use. I mean, it's common sense for all adults here. Um. And here's yeah. another thing. Before it, we, to be honest, man, I, I've called I've called G or game wardens. You know, they're more than happy. The majority of them. Now, granted, yeah. maybe that you got them guys that uh, I don't know are, are are super super cool or whatever. But um, they they're more than happy to tell you, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. do this, you can do that. And so don't call your call your local uh, game warden. Call your you know your uh, you know. And ask questions as you needed, because sometimes some of that stuff, man, you're looking and you're reading on the internet, and it's like two pages long, and not. It's just like I don't want. Yeah, to. I mean, we won't go there. <laughs> I might, you know, yeah, if you're hunting, yeah, did not do good. Yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah. If you can't but, read game rules, you shouldn't be hunting. Yeah, yeah, but I, which it. I, uh, yeah, but I mean, there is. I mean, sometimes it's like, hey, it's. To me, it's just quicker to like. Yeah, I'm gonna call the game warden and find out. So ask yeah. a question. They're they're but more than happy to help. Um, at least the ones I've dealt with. Jerk cord, jerk cord. You yeah, can't so use you one. can't go wrong with that. Jerk cord, jerk cord, jerk cord. And Make anybody's listening, and anybody that's listening that wants to challenge me at jerk cord competition, I'm here. Yeah, but, he's uh, <laughs> real good at pulling other people's jerk cords. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, but, I mean, that type of podcast, man. <laughs> you can move. You can move your. I mean, you can move. Your, you can make your own. There's the, now. Yeah, there's. Um, I run a twelve duck jerk cord from uh, Rig and Wright. Let, let's jump into jerk cords because we're going into it. But yeah, yeah, let's talk about jerk cords because jerk cords you could basically use anywhere. Actually, yeah. I think you could use anywhere. Because it's not motorized. I mean, you can't use my dry field. If I'm duck hunting, to be I honest, why not? If a jerk cord in the dry field. I, hey, why not, man? Explain <laughs> it. Yeah, I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm tracking, but hey, if you, it's gonna look, it's gonna look dumb. But hey, yeah. Let, sure. Let's let's go. Tell let's, why let's you go. can't use a jerk cord in the no, dry field. No, let's go away from the word that you can't versus <laughs> it's probably not smart to use in a dry field. Or because you can. 
Now, is it smart? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Technically, yes. You, could, you could use it. Would it yeah. be effective? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I mean, telling you can help. You can help. You can yeah, help. Yeah, you can help with a slingshot, but yeah, is it, it effective, effective for me, anyways? No, but maybe somebody. I don't know. Yeah, back so in the day, so David and Goliath. I don't know. Maybe step. he can hunt with a yeah. uh, quick shot. Nine times out of ten, if I'm hunting, I have a. Even if I'm yeah. not using it, it's on me. That jerk cord yeah. is somewhere I can use it. Um, well, let's kind of like give that description. All right, so people are uh, understand. So the jerk cord is basically uh, man operated. It's a couple of strings pulled along by an anchor point uh, and a bungee. Yeah, with a bungee on it, and it's motion that you do basically by yourself you know or a partner or yeah it's put it's, it's push pull mo um motion so it, it, there's an anchor point on either a spring spring loaded or bungee with tied to bank line or paracord or any type of rope that doesn't have elasticity and yeah. you're connecting them through various type ways of connection to your decoys. I've seen people who just wrap them around the heads. I've seen people who actually have attachments that they attach to the keel. And when you pull when you pull them, it stretches, they get movement and that bungee stretch or the spring loaded operation stretches. And then when you release the tension that you've created, they snap back and they're giving they're agitating the water. So you would to me, what they do is twofold. They they actually give the illusion of them moving, and then they agitate the water that ripples out that gives more movement to your decoys yeah. that are already in that spread. So I, this is what I will say. I do like the movement on it. I think the the movement with the jerk cord, especially with the if you have what do you have what a twelve a twelve point one or something. Like yeah, that? I have a twelve point one that kind I of spiders out. Yeah, so I have a. I have a 6.1 that spiders out, but I will say this with the jerk coid. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit more work, but we've already talked about this. Waterfowl, if if you can get your buds out there, it, it's it's a lot better as a team effort. Yeah. Um, and you have one guy pulling the jerk, one guy calling, one guy, you know, watching or whatever may the case may be. Um I, I do I really do like the jerk coid. This is why I bought one. Uh but I I wanna you can and there's another thing that Joe told me a long time ago. You can make your own. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's, it's basically, um, just design is simple, but I did buy one. I think I bought a rig and right one. It's a 6.1. Um, and I, I mean, I love the jerk cord. Now, would y'all say fair enough by yourself with a jerk cord, uh, calling, looking, it's a lot better to have somebody just there to help you out. I will say the hunts I've went on by myself, I had I still had a jerk cord out and I was calling, calling and pulling the jerk cord, you know, and the, yeah. these were these hunts I was going out. I was going out by myself and hunting small spreads. So like I'd have two or three ducks on a jerk cord, just kind of pulling. And, you know, it's, it's all about, it's timing too, you know, know when to pull when the ducks are looking at it, you know, when to pull with that jerk cord. There's times you like rip it really hard and make the ducks, the decoys have that unnatural motion, but they throw a lot of water. That's when you do that. When that duck's looking, going away from you. Yeah. yeah. More ripples 
for when when he turns around when you're going lighter you have more ripples going out to your spread so would so, you say you're you're a really big fan because i so i know personally joe loves him and when we would duck hunt he really loves him because you know? because you're making the splash yeah. so you're making splash. so so, it, so the, the jerk cord to me covers the movement decoy movement water movement and an audible water splash that i can't make with a duck call yeah, yeah, I can't make that, that noise. So when ducks are feeding, when ducks are doing duck things, they're making noises, right? And I'm I'm on my duck call. Everything, you know, you know, you, you're ticket, 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 whacking, 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 you know, kikiing them, whatever, whatever genre of you know, mouth calls, <laughs> invitations you want to make. But there's no call in the Wait, market wow. that I know of that's doing a a water invitation. So. You know, I could just like he said, I could be pulling this jerk cord and calling at the same time. Uh, it, you know, you can be the one man band out there doing it. Now, yes, it is better when I have a group of people and I can hand you, I could toss you the um, the jerk cord, Chris, and be like, "Hey, put your decoys back in your in your decoy bag." I don't understand why you took them out of your truck. I mean, put your <laughs> calls in your bag. I don't know why you took your calls out of the truck. Yeah, do this, and um, everyone yeah. else can call. Or I mean, I mean, it's just so versatile. Yeah, it's hitting. It, to me, it's hitting all the decoy movement, the water movement, and the audio water water splashing. Yeah. So, and, and I'm not. I was just asking questions, but yeah. I was trying to get to the point, like because of a jerk cord, you can make it yourself, and then and you can buy them. They're not. Yeah. They're not, they're not expensive. They're they're really they're pretty cheap. I think I bought mine for like uh, twenty bucks. And the other. Uh, and there they, is some, honestly, there, there is some truth, that are pricey. Yeah, I will say they work. They really do because just like Joe was saying, the splash in the water, you can you can move them as hard as you want it as you want to uh, to make a splash or just make that swimming movement. And that and y'all understand that y'all have seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that small and, little pull, and then you let go, and it looks like it's swimming back. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're chasing each other. So you can, and that, that's what I do like about the jerk cord is you can change. It, you can do multiple things with it, and that's why I, that's why I fell in love with it, and this is why I started using a jerk cord. Um, and I will say, and this is something that we we've talked about in another show that um, I think the jerk cord, and you guys can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. You you can kind of go on this. Um, work best with wood ducks than any other ducks for me um just because just because of the 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 multiple yeah yeah, and i get that everything but just for everybody said the wood duck that prima donna you know that that what you can't do this to a wood duck but and we we can get that's another show yeah we're not gonna get into it but that's what i'm saying like when it comes to a timber hole i with a wood duck if i'm like hey we're gonna get wood ducks for sure, the number one thing I'm going to use is a jerk, is, is a jerk cord. Yes, if, if, that if, is. Yeah, your, num- your number one tool, wood duck hunting, is definitely like you said. If you got to, honestly, if I had to take a call over a jerk cord, any type of hunting, to give me that jerk cord, I'm yeah. serious. Give me that. Give me that jerk cord all day long. If I had yeah. to pick between a call or a jerk cord, give me that jerk cord. And for you uh, haters that are like listening to this and like, oh, you can't do that. We're we're gonna have a show about it. We're gonna yeah. have recordings about it here soon. So. Um, I'm gonna save that port. To, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna save Joe, Joe will just keep on. Uh, going. Yeah, we turn to a <laughs> show. 
Yeah, um, but wait. yeah, I, like I said, water and, and and before we you know we go on to you know, you know the shakers and swimmers and the and the combos because there is there's I mean they have combo shaker swimmers spinning this thing's doing flips. Another thing I like about the jerk pull that people <laughs> don't think about is especially when you still have the keel weights on them, and I'm yanking on them, they're agitating that water. Me and I, I sharp nose what I know. You're getting that nest quick, that you know that Hershey water, that chocolate water. So that's another yeah. thing. That's another Her- visual that the, the, that jerk cord does, especially in shallow water. It's chocolating up my water, making it mucky, make the sediment coming yeah. in. It's giving the splashes. It's agitating the water. It's giving the movement. So that's why I like the jerk cord. I guess it, we could say that's another thing of, of motion, and that's. Yeah, actual getting out and getting st- motion in your decoy spread if you're hunting shallow water that disturbs the bottom yes. to get hurt in it and, and even doing it yourself you're not, you're, when you're pushing hard enough you're you're still pushing that that weight on the bottom and it, it's yeah. moving that and i've seen yeah. it so and so going back putting a swimmer on there it's not moving that that underwater yeah, yeah. So. well that's going back to the illusion of movement right is me going out there and dragging my feet. Hey guys, the ducks aren't working right now. Let's go out there real quick. Drag for like five minutes, kick some, you know, stir it up, get back. And it's gonna take about 10, 20 minutes that all that settlement to get back down. Your decoys aren't moving, but it's giving that illusion of movement. So when you have flying, you know, it's just that you know, that could be the little minute thing that finishes a wary flock of mallards or has pintails. Pintails are the most wariest of the duck species. It gives that little pintail when he's coming in and he's doing that glide, the F-16 glide coming in, and then you go, oh, that water's chocolate up. Oh, they must be eating good there. Let's flip it back around. We're about to put our boots on. All right. I think that's a, that should be a good one on that one. Uh, yeah. yeah. I what mean, do y'all want to hit next? Yeah, so I will agree that I think, man, if you, because it there it, it it's a lot of money for a lot of these some of these motions, some of these like motion decoys. If you're a new waterfowler, you cannot go wrong with with the jerk cord. That is, and it's it's cheap. You can make it yourself. So, um, before we get off of that topic, man, I I really do. Uh, I really think that's that's like a winner right there, regardless on where you're at terrain, and you can never go wrong with it. But every water uh, shot have a jerk cord if you're hunting water. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. So, um. So we're we're talking about movement, uh, pushing water, uh, underwater. Let's go into the flutter. Let's get into that rippler. That uh. So the real uh, the real decoy has the flutter. Uh, which we've talked about. Uh, Mojo has a Rippler. Um, a bunch of other companies have a bunch of other ones. Let's, let's get into the one that that puts that vibration in that water. Uh, what do y'all think about that? How, do, how, does, how does that work for y'all? I ran flutters every single day, except so I ran flutters every day. I did. I had a wind less than like 10 miles an hour. Um, if my wind was good enough, if my de- well, I guess I take that back. If my decoys were moving and I had a little bit of movement and I didn't have glass, and I couldn't see reflection, I pulled them. Or I just, I didn't, I went out in my spread and turned my batteries off. Yeah, you saved the batteries. But that, they were, because the great thing about flutters is if they die, it's another, it's another decoy in your spread, you know? Yeah. 
it's, it looks like another decoy. So you you yeah. can just go out there, turn your batteries off, and let them sit. And like I like them. I I think with those, they look good when you have enough to kind of match your spread. So like, of course, if you if you can't you know get a bunch of them, put them where you want the ducks to land. Of course, like that's your first thing is motion goes where you want them to land. But if you can afford to, to get a couple more, do it throughout your spread evenly. So, you know, I kind of like I have four. And what I'll do is I'll just space them out evenly in my spread. And I'll kind of almost do like a I'll uh, variate where I put them, like put some kind of closer to me, further out, closer to me, further out, further out and just kind of spread them out. So I have a ripple throughout. And if you look at ducks feeding from above, I, you know, we've all seen videos on Instagram and stuff of people showing ducks feeding. It looks like a freaking Rippler. Yeah. Yeah. And I, w- I will say this about Ripplers, too, is like if you get a strong enough Rippler or a flutter, um, it, it will move the your lighter decoys. If you have a light, uh, light spread around it, it's going to it's going to move it. I really like them. Um, I know we talked about what we're going to like at the end and we'll get into that, but, um, that's definitely my number two. So, uh, we'll talk about my number one, but I like them. Uh, I I've used, uh, so I don't want to say I've used all, uh, motion or flutters and ripplers, but I've used two different ones. Uh, we kind of talked about this on our Instagram live. Y'all been following us. Um, but I like that big movement in the water um i know joe uh i mean what do you think about that with the when it comes to like the flutter and that water that rippler that ripple in the water that pushes so i i'm willing to say you know um movement 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 and i'm not i'm telling you right now i'm not one of those guys that i can't pick a call over motion i can't pick you know you know, some people say, you know, you don't only use decoys. You don't really call. There's some, uh, excuse me, there's some timber hunters that say they don't even use decoys. They just use audible calls and kick into the water. I like it all. Um, that's why I like duck hunting. I like that. I, I think you need a little bit of it's, it's a pie chart for me. Now, on certain days, the pieces get bigger and smaller. But I, you know, if if you told me pick one, I'm not. I want them all. I want every tool I can possibly get. It's just the way my pie chart flows yeah. is going to be different. So that being said, I like Ripplers. Now, for me, if I have one Rippler, I want two Ripplers. I want three Ripplers. I want a Rippler for every two dozen ducks. So, you know, for every two dozen ducks I'm using, I want um, Ripplers. So I want enough ripplers to get the you know this corner moving, kind of like Sharp said. You know, I'm, I'm gonna put, I'm not gonna all stack them in you know the kill hole because that doesn't look natural. Mm-hmm. Why are why are some ducks moving and everything else is glass? Doesn't look natural. Something something's you know are these ducks over aggressive or whatnot? So I'm gonna spread them out, and I like the rippers because they're agitating the water. They're moving the other decoys. If you have them low enough or you have sheet water, low enough water, where a lot of times we're, we're me and Sharp Hunt in the rice fields or whatnot, it once again, it's going to agitate that sediment 
and it's going to look like, hey, they are feeding. They're purling, they're feeding, and it's getting everything moving. Sharp, you're on mute. Buddy. Hey, he cut his, his, uh, <laughs> his SP global, bro. <laughs> He's just... Uh, okay, so, 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 so the viewers, while we're laughing, uh, yeah, like go it. hold on, hold on, let me because they heard us laugh. They're like, What are they laughing about? <laughs> so Sharp was like ranting on, he had like this uh politician look, like he yeah. was about to give a debate, and uh, he's he talking, he's talking, but he was muted. So, <laughs> but go ahead, Sharp, my bad, man. So, like he said, it doesn't like if you have motion in one spot, like right in your kill hole, and he said the rest of it looks like glass, you're not going to finish birds. What I had to do this year was some of my ripplers died. It was real cold. Maybe I may have got negligent and didn't, you know, change the battery, but I had some die. I mean, that's going to happen. We all have that stuff happen while we're hunting. I had, I pulled decoys out, just regular floaters out to get rid of that glass and left fewer decoys there inside with the flutters. And I started killing birds again, because like he said, it looks unnatural when you got a bunch moving around, but then wait, why are those ones moving? And these guys over here are completely glass still. So if you got to pull those floaters out that don't look natural sitting there, I mean, you can leave one or two. Cause like we've all seen one or two, you know, ducks sitting out by themselves, not making much of a, much of a rip. Yeah. But if there's like, you know, more than two or three, that water's moving, you know, yeah. they're all not just going to sit there. And if they are, like you said, Joe, what are they going to do? They're going to get they're out gonna of fire. They're getting that, you know, yeah. So, and then that even goes back to, you know, maybe another podcast you might do of this, you know, decoy spreads, your decoy spread. There's no one D de- and it needs to vary, you know, some days bigger, some days smaller, and, yeah. You know, seeing what other birds are doing on, on different refuges. If you have a lot of water in your area and ducks are spreading out, use smaller spreads. If yeah. you're on a drought year and there's not a lot of water and they're rafting up real big, then raft your, you raft your decoys up. But no, the more de- decoys you have, the more movement you have to have. The fewer decoys you have, the less movement you have to have. So, and then this is one point that I did like that you brought up. Um, you know, you 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 gotta yet like you said that pie chart. Your arsenal is gonna change throughout the season, and we all see that. We all see that throughout the season. It's gonna change. You're gonna you're gonna call more. You're gonna call less. You're gonna put more motion. You're gonna pull less decoys. More decoys. You're gonna. And this is why I like for. And I'm gonna go back to the new waterfowler for guys who are getting back into the, or getting into this. That jerk cord is going to be money for you at a price um, just because you can still move your movement around. You can add more movement. You can put less movement. Uh, like Joe was saying, he has a I think he has a 12 uh, rig G, uh, jerk cord. I have a six, but I can add more lines in my line. You know what I mean? Um, but that's what. So understand that you're it's gonna it's gonna adjust by one region it's gonna adjust on what the ducks want it's gonna adjust it's gonna adjust by the time frame um we all kind of understand that um and the only way to really understand that is getting out there and, and hunting you're gonna the you're gonna fail you're you're gonna you know you're not gonna get ducks you know sometimes it's gonna ha- it's gonna happen but it's only gonna make you a better hunter if you get out there 
and uh, you you learn these these what the ducks want these tactics and these uh, techniques and stuff. So um, I really like that Joe brought up that whole old pie chart and how it changes. So that 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 really uh, that that's something to really think about if you're getting into waterfowl. So, but <clears throat> on that point, what you said, take what we say. What is it with a grain of salt? Grain of salt. Yeah. Now we what we're saying it works for our area our area is going to be different than y'all's areas so you're going to have to try and you're going to have to fail and that's how you succeed and get yeah. better it's that time where you go out you got to try different stuff do different things you're going to fail we're all going to fail that's a part of it that's the fun like honestly i it sucks when it happens man but that's what makes you hungry. That's what makes you think about this stuff. That's what makes you do these little tweaks to your decoy spread, the way your routine is, you know, get your calling better to make yourself successful. So try different stuff. Try, you know, using different things. Try stuff that we didn't even mention, you know. Heck, yeah. it could sound crazy, but if it, it could work. Yeah, if it does something that looks like a duck would do, try it, you know. Yeah. You got to try stuff. That's the key to all of this is try to do stuff and do it different than what everyone else is doing. If you're fault, I, you can hear it on every podcast, duck hunting podcast year. If you're following the trend, you're too late. Yeah. Um, and, and just like you say, what we say is green. So it works for me. Yeah. And just as many times there's days I zero still. Yeah. So, I so I, this is, this is why I will say too. So Joe, uh, before we get into other motions, I know we should, probably move on because this is going to be a two-part podcast by the way yeah so <laughs> your your first season in louisiana how rough was it because you, you had to learn you had to fail you had to see what they wanted right um yeah i didn't have a i i didn't have a great season i didn't have a horrible season uh but you learned right yeah i you, well, i mean i went on guided hunts I, I i talked to locals i seen what guided what spoonbill ventures were doing what been there hunting was doing and I found reputable dudes that I knew that, I, you know, read, did some research, watched them, killed a few birds, and then learned. Well, and so it, where it, I'm, 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 I'm getting yeah. at um, is, so when I came back to Texas, I had to learn because the ducks don't really, and I found this, the ducks didn't really, they, they obviously all ducks are going to kind of have the same similarities. Or it's a duck, it's a species, right? Um, but they didn't want to do the same things me and Joe would do in Louisiana here in the northern part of Texas. They like different things, if that made sense. Um, but it, it, it and it, it's also like species. Certain, there's there's definitely a population of species that go cater towards to where you where Joe hunts and then where I'm at. So um, I mean, well, think, think about it as humans, man. Like, yeah. Think about me. So I'm going to go to New York, right? I'm not going to find a cage. I'm not looking, you know, because most animals are looking for, what do you call it? Places to relax at, places to sleep at, places to eat. I'm not going to go get Cajun food in New York. I'm not going to try to look for Cajun restaurants. I'm looking for yeah. pizza. For, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm looking for Italian food. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to North Dakota looking for, you know, Texas street tacos. So, yeah. you know, it, it, so knowing what yeah. the, how the ducks are acting in your region yeah. and, and knowing and, that, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that's 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 where I was getting at is like 
Um, and this is where I don't want and and Joe even or I'm sorry, Sharp said it earlier. It's it kind of what motivates you to keep on going. Because the first time I went hunting with Joe, I didn't we didn't kill a duck, but I was so motivated. I spent I spent some money where we didn't kill a duck, we seen ducks. We seen ducks. Well, I, I we missed. shot at ducks. Well, we'll say, okay. We'll bring it out there. I missed the other person <laughs> we were with. I'm not gonna say his name. Also missed. Or no, he didn't even shoot. He jammed. Yeah. Uh, he no, his 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 shotgun was on safety, and he tried to fire while it was safety, and he didn't jam. Um, but anyways, it, it's a new experience, and man, you kind of fall in love with it. And like Sharp was saying earlier, it's kind of that's what makes you like, man, I want to keep doing this. You know, trying to get it down and. Um, I think it's it's the science because I feel like it, the mindset changes every year. And we, we see that with migrations. We see that with uh, and we can get more into that with people who are actually a little bit more knowledgeable about us. But us as hunters, we see how things change throughout the season. How, you know, what happened 10 years ago changes now. Does that make sense? So, um, but yeah, but let, before we get off our topic, um, do we have anything more on jerk cords? No, no, nothing on jerk cords. Or motion, motion, my, my bad. Uh, the, the, the flutters okay. and ripperlers, the flutters and all that. No, I mean, th- there's some more motion decoys you haven't t- you haven't touched on. Yeah, yeah um, that's why I said it's going to... I'm yeah. good with what I need to say on those. Um, they're they're great. Use them. Yeah. If, if you can afford to use them, use them. Use them. Yeah. So uh, we'll get into... Uh, what do you all want to get into? Swimmers? So I, I think that there, there's hybrids. Well, yeah, well, the swimmers... Splat. I so when it comes to splitters, and this is just me, I think when it comes to motion, there's a hybrid crossover where it's splashers and swimmers, and um, because there's some that kind of do all the some swimmers are you know, they they work off they work off that splashing movement. There's some swimmers that are yeah. Okay, let's let's do let's do pulsators. And splashers together, and then swimmers as their whole separate category. Okay. So let's let's start with swimmers. Let's go ahead and start with. Swimmers. Uh, we'll we'll go into swimmers. Um. Uh, I'll kind of start off because I'm a big fan of swimmers. I like them. Um. I. And it and then we'll kind of give the example. So every every company kind of has their own way of how they use swimmers. Lucky Duck uses uh I think it's a pump operated or something like that. I could be wrong. I I I look look into it. Um, the real decoy uses a propeller with a cage around it. Um, and you said Higdon uses a propeller with a cage. Oh, Higdon uses a propeller with a cage. A I thought he used a jet. Yeah, I thought it's it was a jet too. Oh, but I guess there is a propeller on the back though. I wonder if the jet pushes, you know, it just goes through it. Um, because the but the one I've seen, uh, yeah, I guess it is a jet because it makes the. Yeah. Noise and it's. I'm not gonna lie. That's the one thing I don't like about it. In the woods, yeah. if it's not windy, you can hear that sucker, dude. Like I can hear it like a good thirty or forty yards down the hole. Yeah, it, it's loud. So I'm looking it up right now. Um, so uh, Lucky Duck does use a. Uh, it's a jet system. So I've actually heard them and. Uh, so I'm gonna go off my experience with the Lucky Duck and then the the uh, the real decoy. And if you haven't checked out the real decoy, they're great friends of ours. They 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 they've uh, um okay that they're they're definitely 
trying to change and be become better and that's what we love about them but um hey what's going on y'all this is chris from flyway connections this show went a little bit longer than we expected it's a real good one i hope you all are enjoying it and uh stay tuned for part two and like always let valor not fail